You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Faction Media Network. All right, then. On with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like Cinematic Adventures and MF Uncensored. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is Sean. Sean, how are you today? Oh, I am doing amazing, Paul. I cannot wait to talk about what we are going to talk about. Why? No reason. Just, you know, we've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. I'm so scared. I don't know why. All right. So we are here. We did take last week off just to give people a chance to see this film. Yeah, sorry about that. It, no, it's, it, it's all of us. Like, I, <laughs> I saw it late. You saw it late. Ronnie still hasn't seen it because he had a baby or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did right. find out about that. Congratulations to Ronnie so, and his wonderful wife, Jackie. So for dramatic. Having a like, just bring, just baby bring, daughter. Just bring the baby. Like, I don't know. You can't bring a newborn to a movie? I really can't wait for you to have kids, man, because mm-hmm. you were just going to be... I make jokes, but in all honesty, I take this very seriously. Oh, I'm sure you do. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, man. It's like two months after the baby's born. Hey, babe, let's go to the movies. We'll take the baby with us. Yeah, it's fine. She won't cry. He won't cry. They both won't cry. Why both? <laughs> you know, I'll put it out there. No, it's already out there because apparently twins are genetic on my wife's side and oh. they're every other generation. And guess oh. who's up next? Oh. I will actually. I'll, I'll, oh, God. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't even imagine somebody sent help. But anyway, we double, are. Double girl dad. Oh, my God. No. No. Please, no. We are here to talk about The Flash. The Flash. So our last episode, we talked about the Flashpoint Paradox, which was the uh, the storyline that this movie is based off of, and now we are talking about the actual film. We'll spend a few minutes at the beginning of the episode just giving our non-spoiler thoughts, talking about the cast, things that we learned from trailers, and then we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to literally go point by point, plot by plot, mm. accent by accent, apparently. <laughs> anyway, so the film is a very simple premise. Basically, Barry Allen discovers that he has the ability to travel through time and uses that to prevent the death of his mother. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the story. And there was a lot of weird... Uh, anticipation's a weird word, right, for this movie. There was a lot of interest in this movie. There's interest in this movie because, obviously... And we really won't go into it because we've gone into it on numerous other episodes. The, the the intrigue and interest in this movie is because of what's been going on with the DC Universe for the last five years. Yes. And we when we talk about the ending of this film, we mm-hmm. will talk about there was three separate endings for this movie. Mm. And it is because of the change in DC leadership that we got the one that we did. Yeah. And obviously also the, the whole Ezra Miller situation and mm-hmm. just how far gone Ezra Miller was at one point. And we, we've said it on the show, we said it last week too, that we we will never despair somebody for having an actual mental health crisis. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, people got hurt, which sucks. Like, he, he did some damage. Mm-hmm. We really hope that, you know, he's getting the help that he... he That's did. all we can hope for. He's getting the help that he needs. I mean, he's got the support of the director. He's got the support of other actors. And um, let, let's get this out of the way. I thought he was fantastic in this movie. Okay. Sean did not, apparently. And I, I will argue why. While we're, while That's we're, fair. While we're, when we get into the spoiler portion of this. But uh, we're going to do our best to keep all that stuff yeah, out. Uh, no, absolutely. For, we'll talk definitely about the DC leadership change and the Warner Brothers changes and all that stuff. But as far as the Ezra Miller stuff, you know, separating, same thing when we had to talk about Kevin Spacey for our Lex Luthor yeah, episode. Like, there's the actor yeah, who's we're doing. Talking about, we're yeah, talking we're talking about, about the performance the, in the movie. That's it. You know. Um, and Ezra Miller made his first public appearance, too. At the uh, red at carpet. The and. He seemed to be doing well. You know, he was, he was, you know, he talked a little bit about what was going on, but this cast is very small. Yeah, it's not that big. So, I mean, if you don't count the cameos that yeah. we'll talk about after the, the spoiler part. So, let's go through the cast and then we'll talk about our initial thoughts. So, mm-hmm. obviously, we mentioned Ezra Miller plays two versions of mm-hmm. Barry Allen. Again, this is not some big surprise. This is from the trailers. Yeah, we saw this in the trailer. Can, can I just say, when I started watching the movie yesterday, and I'm just like, Holy crap, it's been almost six years 
since we pretty much saw this character on the screen for the so, last time. Let's talk about that. We <laughs> had him in Justice League. Justice League, both the original and the Snyder yes. Cut, and then one cameo. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, two cameos. One on The Flash and then one on Peacemaker. Okay, which I've not seen. I saw the one in Crisis. Yeah. You, you, know. you didn't watch Peacemaker? No, I haven't watched Peacemaker. Oh, it was really good. <laughs> really good. But anyway, Mel and I watched every episode. Yeah. We loved it. But, but anyway. In so, terms of depth of character and just seeing the character for more than two minutes on the, on the screen, I mean, it's been six years. It's, it's been crazy. a long, Some of this... So this movie got pushed back from COVID. Yes. It got pushed back from the... Development chain, hell. Yeah. So this movie was supposed to come out before Shazam. And... Mm. In the original idea, it was going to reshape the DC universe. That's why in Shazam, they're wearing different costumes, mm. and nobody points it out. So, did you see Fury of the Gods? I still haven't seen that. They though. do a flashback to when they all get their powers in the first movie in these new costumes. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's continuity graph or if it was just, you know, because this is the new universe. But the same thing happened in the Flashpoint comics. After Barry went back and fixed it in the comics, spoiler for the comics a lot of things were very different. Mm-hmm. So it made sense. Like they did the whole DC the new 52 and the DC rebirth and all these things. So Ezra Miller, we only knew him from Justice League. So let, let's talk about him in Justice League really quick, just while we're there. He was a lot of fun in Justice League. He was fun. He was the, the less serious, the less experienced superhero, just excited to be there. And he was one of the few characters that was very consistent between the 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 Whedon cut and the, and Snyder, the Snyder cut. cut yeah. But he has one of his greatest moments in the Snyder Cut when he goes into the Speed Force and go, runs back through time. Mm-hmm. Now, there is time travel in this movie, and it is done very differently than it was done in the Snyder Cut. So, without spoiling anything, did, did you have a preference for the aesthetic? I'm going to be dead honest. I don't remember the Snyder Cut. It's basically he the explosion happens, and he phases through it. Okay. And like everything's destroyed around him, and he just starts running, and things start changing behind him. I'd probably say I'd like that better than this one. Mm-hmm. This one was weird. I was not a huge fan of the way they did the Speed Force in this movie. I, I like how, how he was rewinding time, basically. I liked concept of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Because the Flash did it too, where when he would he would travel into the Speed Force, mm-hmm. and it would be like that blue tunnel, and you would see him trying to focus, and you'd see things in the backgrounds, like events that were happening. So it's kind of that similar vein. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. And we'll, we'll talk about the weird of it in a little bit. But... I really enjoyed him in the Snyder Cut, and and even in, in Justice League, he was again he was he was just excited to be there, and he brought heart, yeah. and he was a good counterbalance to Batman in that film. But uh, I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of his performance. That's fine. I just maybe I was used to Grant Gustin. That that's very it was fair. A different. It was a different, very different. very different way of doing the character, and I just his his version of the character just bugged me do you like him more after this movie not really that's fair that's not totally really. fair let's see going down second billing sasha cal cali i don't know how to pronounce it. i heard it pronounced sasha, and i was like yeah sasha cali this is her first ever movie oh is it? wow first movie she was a, a soap opera star really so she plays kara zorel slash supergirl mm-hmm. and I I really I did enjoy her in this. I enjoyed her. I wish she had more to do. So in the original in the original version, she was about to have a lot more to do. Yeah, so that's we'll the talk problem. About, but she she comes in halfway through the movie and like her her action scenes are really good. They were good. Yes. I wanted to know more about her. Like, to, I I think like a line about her like maybe she was like a former military like a soldier under General Zod because she's like really mad that General Zod's there like for no reason. <laughs> But anyway, speaking she's of also what, a lot younger than like Henry Cavill. Well, Henry Cavill, but I know because I get she was probably she was that age when she was transported to. So they've done it a lot of different ways. Like Supergirl is one of those characters that has an even more convoluted story than there's been like six well, different versions. Like Smallville, and, she was that age when she went to Earth, but she's been basically cryogenically, cryogenically frozen. frozen. And the same thing happened with in Supergirl the TV show. Clark got sent first. Mm-hmm. She got, but her pod got knocked off course, and when she landed, like it was twenty years later. Yeah. So they that's like the new thing that they do, which is fine. She it works for this film. What did you think of her costume? I liked it. It was it was in vain of, of Henry Cavill. It was fine. I, I enjoyed it. I'm just heartbroken. And again, mild spoiler: they ne- that she'll never see, share a scene with Henry Cavill. Yeah, because bummer. Because the two of, the two of them look alike. They do. They're similar. They yeah. do look similar. I think that's why they cast her, one of, or one of the reasons. But yeah, she she kills it. Mm-hmm. 
But anyway, thanks for talking while I was doing something. Sean. Appreciate it. <laughs> you got you know, I'm sorry. You know, I don't but anyway, you. Michael Shannon reprising his role as General Zod. I was hoping he'd be in it more. Useless. Yeah. There was I was I was so pissed off. It could have been any other thing. I'm sorry. It looked like his face was CGI'd onto the damn character. Yeah. I really A lot of the pro <clears throat> There was a lot of my issues with this movie. There was a lot of bad CGI. We'll talk about the CGI. We will talk about the CGI. But uh, Michael Shannon's General Zod was awesome in Man of Steel. In Man of Steel, he was fantastic. He was... There was no point to him in he this He also movie. just seemed bored. He did. And he is He is literally He's said afterwards... He openly said, like, I didn't want to... Like, I wasn't going to do this movie, but Zack Schneider gave me his blessing. And, and but you could they tell, gave me I a check. He was in that for the paycheck. Oh, was my God. No, there was no substance to that role. Mm-hmm. At all. Okay. Okay. Sorry. It pissed me off. I have to get another drink. That was the freaking point of the movie was that he was destroying Earth again. And it was dumb. It was dumb. I I will address that in in our spoiler discussion and see if I can sway your opinion on that one. But uh, Rob Livingston, or excuse me, Ron Livingston is Henry Allen who, he's in it. I would have liked if they kept, what's his name? Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. I think, well... Nothing against Ron Livingston. I like Ron Livingston as an actor, but Billy Crudup is a much better actor, and I just think he would have portrayed the... But he didn't do much. Yeah, well, so Billy Crudup was in the first movie. In the Justice League. In, in Justice League, excuse me. And in the Snyder Cut, he's in it a little bit more, but like he... I, I love his scenes with Barry and, and yeah. behind the glass. Like just, you know... I don't know if it was a scheduling thing or he just was like... I, I think it was a scheduling thing. I don't want to do it. But it sucks because John Wesley's ship was a great Henry Allen... I love John and Wesley's an even better Jay Garrick, mm-hmm. and it's it's a shame that like, and that's the problem. It's very hard. The Flash did everything that the Flash movie does. Mm-hmm. Like the TV show did everything that the movie's done, and done it better. Oh, you mean the movie did everything the TV show did? Yeah, that. you know what I mean. I like they, they, the, they, the TV show did it better. Yeah, I agree. And I spo- yeah. mild spoiler: it is a shame that Eobar Thawne is not in this at all. Mm. They they don't show the actual death of. Nor Allen, or who does it, or that whole thing, but like the the Flash season one is fantastic for all that. Like I've, I've been rewatching it, and just like the movie, literally, it opens up with him and the Flash like fighting each other, and like him in the yellow suit, like just oh, so good. But anyway, let's see. Maribel Vadu as Nora Allen. I didn't have a problem with her having like any sort of accent or anything, but half the time I could, I had trouble understanding what she was saying. Was that a? Was that, is that in the? No, no, it was just no. just a choice. They just a choice. To go with a... Okay, uh, that's fine. I just you're right. It was very. It was like she started talking. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah, she's there. Kiersey Clemens is Iris West. Absolutely no, nothing between the two of them. I, I there was no chemistry there was, between the two of them. There was more chemistry in the in the Snyder cut, and I, they don't I, even talk. I mean, it was. They like, do reference that though. What the Snyder cut? The, the car. Yeah, where she's like, I think I saw you. I just can't remember. Where. I like how they established that they were in college together, mm-hmm. and obviously Barry's gonna go on. Like, so yeah. is, is Iris the girl he's referring to in the coffee shop at the beginning of the movie? Like, I think so. Yeah, but why wouldn't he just call her by name? I don't know. Because he's it's just more like, fun. where's curly hair girl? You you play 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 the pronoun game. But okay. anyway, I we'll talk about the opening scene though. I, Ante Drau. I don't even know if that's how you say it. Reprises her role as Feyora. Same actress. Yeah, same oh, actress. Okay. She didn't do anything either. She didn't do anything, but it was still cool to see her. Yeah. And Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Main reason that I want to see this. Main movie. reason, and he steals every scene that oh, he's he was in. Fantastic. He and did. it was very similar because I mean, let's be honest. In Batman and Batman Returns, you see him fighting, but he can't do much yeah. because of that suit. I'm not gonna. It, it's CGI. I get it, but it was. It's also stunt doubles and better stunt suits. Stunt doubles, and, better suits. But he goes off, and it's just. So, it's like watching Yoda use a lightsaber for the first time. My it, biggest that moment. My biggest fear was watching him go against superhumans, and not spoiling, he does not disappoint. No. Like, and then of course they do all the music cues. His music. cape. His cape looked fantastic. The just. I mean, he looked great in the suit when he comes. Oh when God. the lighting, you see the the cowl, and he goes, yeah. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I, I, I was just like, oh. But I'm also glad that we got more to that character. And well, it was. I love when you first see him. Oh yeah, <laughs> you see the flip flops, and you're just like, he are also they going get, like egg, they're going like Christian Bale like Dark Knight Returns here. What are he they doing? also gives one of the best 
explanations of not the only multiverse. the multiverse, but also time travel too. Yeah. We also have Ben Affleck uncredited reprising his role. Me. Oh, I'm going to fight you on that. That's fair. I'm going to fight you. Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Okay. I don't Gal want... Gadot, I was surprised. I didn't know that one was coming. Yeah. Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to go... I don't want to say any more because I don't want to spoil any of these. Yeah. But... All right. So, Sean, I... I... Well, where, where do you want to go first? <sighs> you want to do the opening scene? What do you want to do? No, no. We're going to... First, we... Just non-spoiling of initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I was hesitant with this movie for a while just because as we all know and if you've listened to this podcast on the episodes I've been on I am not a fan of the DC films I'm sorry they're just to me they're not that good Michael Keaton being back in this movie was the main reason why I was like steadfast I want to see this movie can't wait and he didn't as as Paul and I just said he did not disappoint <sighs> the rest of the movie was just a fuddled mess for me. It just didn't live up to what I was hoping it would be. Okay. We'll go into it deeper. There are scenes I liked. There were moments I liked, performances I liked. But just as a whole, I was I was I was just a little disappointed. I just did did not did not hit that bell of like, oh, this is everything I wanted it, but more. Okay, it, I, I got mildly below everything I wanted. I was like, Ugh. all right. So for me. I had the opposite. I had low expectations going in. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to rely way too much on the nostalgia and cameos, which it, it does. Did. It does, but for the most part, a lot of it works more in concept than in execution, much like a lot of the DC universe. I, as much as I am a DC guy, and a, and I will fight, and I will defend a lot of the DC movies. And you've, you've steadfast stayed with that, and I respect you for that. And you have actual good ideas as to what would have made it better. Like, and that's what makes what you do good. But even like we were watching Aqu- Aquaman was on the other night, mm-hmm. like that opening scene. I was like, man, this movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Aquaman is a better movie. But at the same time, I wanted to walk into this movie and, and get that. And for the most part, I did. Mm-hmm. I have some qualms with it. I really, really, truly do. I have a, But for the most part, I was very happy with this movie. Especially considering it's the same thing like time will tell with this one. Like just like how when we first saw the the – the release Justice League. I actually liked it. We fought. We defended it. We were like, that was actually much better than we thought it was going to be. Expe- yeah. And then it started to marinate, and it started, mm-hmm. and like, and then after seeing the Snyder Cut, which is, I don't want to say it's the superior movie, but I think it's, it's a totally different movie. It's a totally different movie, and you can't say one's better than the other because it's a totally different. Movie. I would have loved to see the Snyder Cut, the theatrical release, because mm-hmm. we've talked about it. There are most movies have some sort of director's edition, which is like a four-hour cut, and then they'll. When for the theatrical release, they'll cut it out. Christopher Nolan's n- notorious in that he's like, I don't have director's cuts because I, I here's my movie. Yeah. Like, but it's it's not an uncommon practice. It's been around forever. Releasing director's cuts too, you know, it was always to make more money. Still waiting for the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. It exists. It exists. Apparently, Kevin Kevin Smith has a copy. Oh. But anyway, I've seen bits and pieces from stuff from it, but uh, yeah. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk all spoilers. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. You're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. All right, we are back, and this is your official spoiler warning for The Flash. We are going to be diving into the plot, the things that we liked, the things that we didn't like, and, of course, the goddamn CGI, because that is the one thing I think Sean and I are going to completely agree on. So let's start with... Can we start with that opening scene? Okay, yeah, we'll start with the opening scene. All right, so the movie starts off with Barry Allen... Waiting to get breakfast. Waiting to get breakfast, and he gets a call from Alfred. So I... Let's start off with, we're going to do the things we like, okay. and then we'll talk some of the things we don't like. Things that I liked. One, we've all been at that Starbucks. We've all been at that situation where it's like, hey, I 
I'm already late for work. Yeah. I don't need to hear your life story, you know, dude. Like, and then he's the kind of guy that's going to turn the thing or the iPad around and be like, 20% tip. Yeah. Like, get out of here. And he's still talking at the end. Like, doesn't even realize it. Was that fast enough for you? Oh, God. Then, of course, see, we knew Jeremy Irons was going to be in the movie. Like, he was in a bunch of the trailers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was really, that was funny. That was good. No, I didn't, no problem with Jeremy Irons. And this part I had no problem with. Which part? The, the him getting breakfast and then him actually speeding to the event of what we're going to question. So that was the other thing. They had to decide how they wanted Barry Allen's speed to look. First of all, I liked his new suit. I did mm -hmm. not like it when I first saw it, but it, it grew on me. I liked how it glowed when he used his powers. I liked it. It had like some tech stuff to it, and it, it grew on me, like mm -hmm. I said. And of course, like the, the kids fan like fangirling over him, that was really funny because that's how it would be in, in real life. You know, you see, that's the Flash. Oh, my God. Can one of you guys you, throw me one of those bars? Can you throw me that chocolate bar? In the name of justice. It, it's funny. Like, And I really enjoyed that the Flash is actually the not the joke of the Justice League, but he even says, he's like, I'm the janitor. <laughs> like, He's like putting things back together, and he's like, this is literally what you guys have me do at this point. Because normally it's Aquaman who's the butt of the jokes. Mm -hmm. But I like how Batman is literally chasing down this armored truck robbery or the virus robbery. He's like, all this destruction is like happening behind him. He's like, Barry, go clean up my mess. What did you think of of Affleck's Batman in this? It was okay. It was he. It, I did love. I did really enjoy the, uh, the lasso of truth thing. No, no, no. That that was funny. But when he spears onto the truck and he's just being dragged along the highway, and I was just like, the one thing I guess I could say about Affleck's Batman is he's so video game Batman. It's, oh yeah, he's Arkham Batman. It's like, but I don't know if I like it on film. It just doesn't look so real. Some to things me. that worked with him though, giving him a. So this happens in the daytime. Batman in the daytime has been notoriously hit or miss. Mm -hmm. uh, I think giving him the gray and blue suit for the daytime scenes really worked. Yeah, that suit looks great. Melanie didn't like the cowl, like when he was talking, but I was like, I I thought it was really it was a a cool suit. And also, it's fun to see, like, Batman who's, like, doing all the things and, like, being Batman. And he's, like – and then Flash is, like, I have to clean up all this. Yeah. And it's it's realistic. And it, the, the Bat Cycle was awesome. Bat Cycle was nice. It, like, it had, like, the battering ram that came out. Like, the, the jet that would help it redirect and stuff like that. It was very – it was almost a very Keaton-like Bat Cycle. Like, that's the kind of Bat Cycle that Michael Keaton's Batman would drive. You know, where it's, like, shoots the grappling hook so it can turn and stuff <laughs> like that. But – I enjoyed that opening scene. It shows that, you know, the Justice League doing their Justice League stuff. And when Barry figures out he can go back in time, he also calls Bruce. And, like, that's another great scene. But well, I think Affleck came out and said that that was, like, his best. He thinks that was his best performance as the character in mm. the series. He was also most comfortable. Mm. Which, he was also sober. Yeah. But also there's I don't want to be, I don't want to make jokes about it, but, like. No, no. There, we all know he was not in a great place when he did. Justice League. When he did Justice the, League or Batman v Superman. It was the reshoots of Justice League that he was at his worst. Because yeah. like you could see when you watch the Snyder cut and you like see him, he's he's much skinnier. Mm -hmm. Like he's not as bloated and he's not like, you know, as slow because he was drinking so much that he just, you know. But uh, I really enjoyed that scene. And of course, Wonder Woman jumps in to save him, which is a great cameo, you know, they got the music going and all that stuff. And she uses the lasso, mm -hmm. and it was really funny. He's Batman's something like, you know, I'm just, I just dealing with my childhood trauma in an unhealthy way. I could be, to, I could be like curing poverty with all my money. He's like trying to take it off, and it's just really funny because like he says something when they ask like, are you okay? And he says something. I was like, that's weird for Batman to say. And then it cuts over, and he's got that. It's like still looped on his hand. It, it was pretty funny. That one was good. But Go ahead. I have a problem with the freaking hospital mm -hmm. falling to the ground and the bait. I'm sorry. That so, was stupid. In concept, we've you don't usually get high, high stakes like that, like babies mm -hmm. in, in mortal danger. There I was multiple babies. There was just one baby. Multiple babies multiple and, babies. and the wet nurse. Yeah. So I concept wise, again, concept was was on point. And then they also bring up the fact that Barry can't directly manipulate people with this while he's using the speed force at to a certain degree, right? You know, he his younger self makes him his older self sick, mm -hmm. and that's an adult who's used to the speed force. So I really like it was really funny when he's like he's like calculating everything and he's like, all right, I'm gonna go right here, and he and he jumps and you think he's gonna save one of the kids? No, he needed a candy bar. That was funny. Mm. Uh, that's, no, that's that's fine, dude. Like, just it's, it's subjective humor. Didn't do it for me. 
I liked he found creative ways to save all the kids, and like he, obviously he does. But oh my god, the CGI was—it was like watching baby geniuses or some of the mask. The dog at the end. Oh my god. Yeah. So let's let's. All in slow, it was all in slow motion, obviously. So there's the speed no force. there's there's no getting around it. So they've they've addressed this the CGI in recent interviews. Mm-hmm. Andy Machinetti, who directed it, and he's like, well, it's because it's from the Flash's perspective. Like that's just how he sees the world. Okay. That's lazy CGI, and that's a lazy. It makes sense when he's in the speed bowl thing, like that. I don't have a problem with because it's more of like a the speed force manifesting these these points of history. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a problem with this, like when he's like in there and like it's like all the the columns and it shows all the the different scenes and then they're rewinding. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with the CGI there because it wasn't supposed to look real. But when you're showing like those babies again, it looked like Son of the Mask. It was rough. And then, of course, the cameos. They messed up the cameos so bad. Like, it, it, it actually broke my heart. To, like, I was excited. Don't get me wrong. I was very excited to see, you see Nicolas Cage, which was great. And apparently it was him. Yeah. <laughs> but then the George... It wasn't the, realistic. The George... The, the Christopher Reeve one was probably the most realistic. Yeah. But, and him and the, what, Helen Slater. That looked... I thought those looked fairly good. Yeah. But... God, it's it's rough. And, and here's my biggest problem. Titans just did a similar scene where Beast Boy goes into like a dimension where he sees the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And at one point, like just a red streak is going around him and it's Grant Gustin. But it's just archival footage. Yeah. Like that's all you need. And they do like, they show him, they show Swamp Thing of all things. They show Shazam. Like, yeah. and it's just stock footage. We don't always need fresh new footage. And yeah. I don't get how the show did it with Infinite Crisis and did it so well with just blinking you miss it cameos. Yeah. But the big budget movie couldn't do it. No. We instead we get computer, you know, regenerations of George Reeves, Christopher Reeve, Helen Slater, Nicolas Cage. And 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 I just I was like, really? First of all, like I was like, what the frick is even going on here? Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was really confusing to me. I, I I was gonna bitch about the CGI in the in the in the Force Bowl, but you you brought up a good point, and then you know you, that you, part didn't bother you, me. It's you, when Barry's no. seeing these other worlds, yeah. And what makes even less sense is when they cut over to the other Flash, which looks surprisingly like Teddy Sears, who played Jay Garrick slash Zoom. I thought it looked more like John Wesley Ship a little at first. It looked like it looked like Teddy Sears, and he said that he did not film anything for it, yeah. and it was just a coincidence. I was like. It looks just like him. Yeah. He looked real, but nothing else did. <laughs> I know. Like, it made no sense. Yeah, and it was just, and, and it was kind of like, I, I, first of all, I was just like, what are we even, what's even going on here? I knew it was the, it was all the different multiverses were converging on each other because he realized we're destroying the, you know, Again, 2013 Barry is destroying the multiverse. So in the Speed Force, he is basically seeing all the other universes that are connected, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense, right? And then he's abusing this time travel so much, we find out trillions of times, possibly, mm-hmm. and it's causing the worlds to collide upon themselves. Okay, I get that. I can understand that. And all these characters are reacting to seeing their worlds starting to, to collide. Yeah. Okay, I can get it too. But in all honesty, there's no reason they could not have just gotten certain cameos paid... It's paying chump change to some of these actors. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you can't get Christopher Reeve, but, you know, Helen Slater's still around. Nicolas Cage is still around. You know what would have been... Well, leg- it was him, but you just... They de- they, they de-aged him, over. and they... this De-aging is a, is a hit-or-miss art. What I, what I found funny about that, I was just like, wow, you guys are really hitting to a certain audience here, because there was a lot of people that are not even going to realize that that was even a thing. Mm-hmm. That, that he was supposed to be Superman. Yeah, that was a very Kevin Smith-specific audience. Yeah. So people people knew Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Reeve more. George Reeves. You George could Reeves say, probably. Adam West. Adam West was fun. But he was the only Batman you saw. Yeah. And I was just like, in all honesty, you know what would have been legendary, and I I know you love when I think of just a simple better way. Had Grant Gunston's character suddenly flew in there and like tackled one of the berries and said, "You need to stop before just fading away." I mean, you did it in Crisis. You got freaking. We, we I hypothesized for a long time that that scene was going to be in this movie, and yeah. I'm, I'm sad that I was wrong. Yeah, but I mean, I remember when we watched Crisis. I mean, you had already seen it because you were re-showing it to me. But I was just like, and and all of a sudden, 
Why am I blanking on his name? Greg Gustin. No, no. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller just pops out. I'm like, wow. Yeah. They got him to do that? That's pretty impressive, I have to admit. It's three minutes of footage. Not even. It made the entire thing worth it. But even that, they they shot new footage with Burt Ward, Mm -hmm. who played... uh, the reporter Knox. Oh, Robert Wool. Robert Wool. Alan Richardson did yeah. Hawk. The kid. Oh God, it's gonna drive me crazy. The kid who plays Jason Todd. I really like him too. But uh, Swamp Thing. Like they they did all the Doom Patrol. Like mm-hmm. they did all, and it was four seconds of just of just footage, and they could have done it. And I don't know why they didn't. I don't know and like I said, it would have been great if when all these worlds are colliding, and like Barry's arguing with Barry and then that other like the the dark Barry shows up if Grant Gustin literally just zoomed in and tried to stop it and then just faded out of existence like that would have been awesome mm-hmm. or even better Oliver Queen making a cameo something like but... they they completely ignored the TV stuff which was a detriment to them and then all these other superheroes that they have. Well, you didn't avoid the TV stuff because you made the the Jay Garrett character look like a TV version, which of is him. wild. I mean, well, no matter what, because you've never had a film version of that character, so it either would have been him or John Wesley Shipp. The thing that would have made this movie legendary, mm-hmm. like would have saved it, no matter how bad it was otherwise, is if at the end, when Barry was basically fighting himself, other versions of Barry Allen came to help. Or other versions of The Flash came to help. Yeah. If John Wesley Shipp and Grant Gustin and even like Wally West and all like all these characters from the shows and other versions showed up there, even the kid who played Impulse on uh, on Smallville, like all just came to help, that theater would have lost its mind. You think? Not to like an Avengers Endgame level. Mm, I'm just more thinking of the audience that would have been there. I mean, that's a that's, that's a, a selective mi- audience that followed all the tv shows religiously like that, that i think if it had happened like during like the early screening on a thursday yeah that that, that, would that light audience would have been good but they they missed out on that opportunity they now, did. let's talk about some of the things though that i liked because i will argue that i really liked the two berry dynamic i didn't like it at first because i was like man he's freaking annoying then i realized how would I interact as a 35-year-old man with my 18-year-old self? <laughs> I I literally sat there and I was like, oh my God. I, I can't imagine. Like, what would I say to my... Like, if I had to do something important and serious mm-hmm. with my 18-year-old self, I don't know if I could do it. I, do, I, I will say that the young Barry was jarringly annoying at times, but I also had to... That was an 18-year-old version of Barry Allen who had no strife in his life. Nothing bad ever happened to him. He grew up with both of his parents. He didn't even have his powers yet. No responsibility. His mom was still doing his laundry. Like, he had the perfect life. So, of course, he was, a, he was a entitled. An entitled douche. But then to see him, he progresses throughout the story. And he turns into the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I saw that coming. Yeah, I did too. Again, I was really upset that Eobard Thawne was not involved in any capacity. But yeah. in Flashpoint, it does turn out that Barry's the villain. you know. And, and I get it for the sake of storytelling. It makes sense. But it was I, I really enjoyed that dynamic, as, as annoying as it sometimes was. See, I, I, I couldn't get past just the two of them together. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. I just, it, was just, it was just a lot of Ezra Miller. It was a lot of Ezra Miller, but again, I had I put that on the back burner, right? No, no, it had nothing to do with him off the screen. But I was never a fan of his portrayal of the character, even in the in the Justice League. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just that's didn't fair. Care for it, so having two of them, yeah, and one just being overtly over the top. Is just so a little I too much. I was able to differentiate in my mind enough mm-hmm. that I was like I like the the main continuity one. He's he's much he was very different than he was in, in Justice League. Oh, I agree. League. He's grown. He's he's, he's grown. Now been he's, doing this for a long time and he's more mature, he's more confident like, you know. And there's some great he's comedy. Still very, he's still very like awkward. He, awkward. Yes, I think. Like Grant Gustin was very it was sure of himself, you know, in a way. Not after like the second season. That's when he finally got that confidence boost right. towards the I end. I still felt like in the first season he was still fairly fairly confident. He was confident in his job, which yeah. they also portray in this. Like and and I like that this Barry's like very like justice like you're rushing through these things you got to take your time you have to look at this like and which is funny because you know take your time mm-hmm. but some of his best Ezra Miller does some of his best acting in this 
whether it's interacting with his younger self or the scene where he goes back to put the tomatoes back. Mm. Him and his mom, which Melanie and I are like, who'd hug a random stranger? Yeah, but it, but like, it fits in with Nora. Nora Allen's Italian. Like it's like the, you know, she's like a motherly time. It's still weird, but like for the sake of storytelling, it happens. But it, Ezra Miller does do really well in this movie, acting wise, better than some of his other. Do you ever see, we need to talk about Kevin? No. Horrifying. Really? He plays a school shooter in it. Oh. Yeah, but it, it, like he—that's where he got his. his well, I know he was in that movie with Emma Watson. Perks being a wallflower, he's very good in that too. But uh, yeah, so I, it's weird. Like we talked about the CGI, we got that out of the I, way. I also, I just felt the plot line. It was just, it was I'm helping Batman and One Woman, and then oh, I just want to go back in time and save my mom. Well, it's because he accidentally does it. He does it, but it was just—it just felt like there was no nothing else happening to draw him towards doing that. It was I, just I'll argue. Like, I'll argue. it. So he realizes he can do it. Right. Yeah. And he talks to Batman. He's like, like I could fix it. I could fix what happened with you. It's not so much. I'm going to go back in time and do this right now. It's mm-hmm. the things that I can do, the possibilities because he's a scientist also. He's, you know, he's got an inquisitive mind and like, but it's when he realizes that the footage that he was relying on to get his father out of jail didn't help. Mm hmm. That's when he makes that decision because he's about to lose his dad again completely. So I I get that. You know, I thought it was worse in the TV show where like he just decides after like his dad dies mm-hmm. and he's like, well, I'm gonna go back and fix everything. Yeah. It was it was that was a little out of left field. But and we talked about that, Ronnie and I talked about that in the Flashpoint episode. But so I, I get it. He had a catalyst, like it, that was the final straw. Like he was like Dad, you're going to get, like, he, I think he allowed himself to believe that his dad was going to get out. And, yeah. So, I, I get that. Especially if I, dude, if I figured out right now that I could time travel, I don't have trauma in my life besides, you know, my parents' divorce for mm-hmm. the most part. As far as I know, I should go to a therapist. But, like, for me, if I discovered I had the ability to travel through time right now and change something, I wouldn't not do it. Like, like it's just imagining finding out you ha- you can do something and you just do it. So I I, I get what you're saying, but I, I disagree. That's fair. So I also enjoyed that they gave him a reason to stay because he's like, oh my God, you're getting your powers in four minutes because it's a causal loop. It made sense at the end. The, the other Flash pushed him out specifically at that point so that he would be created. Mm-hmm. Because you can't have that flash if Barry doesn't go back in time and interacts with his younger self. Oh uh, no, I've gone cross-eyed. I know, causal loops are tough. But anyway, I enjoyed all that stuff. There was a lot of physical comedy in this movie. There was. Most of it landed. Mm-hmm. Some of it didn't. But the scene where he tackles the younger version of himself. I love when things happen. Like, you know, like the I hate you, Badgernath. Like things that don't always Just happen, happen off, main, yeah. main, main screen. But... Yeah, and then he brings him to, you know, I gotta, we got to get your powers. Like, I, we need to do this. Otherwise, like, if you don't get your powers, then do I not get my powers? Because he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's, like, what happens if he goes back to his time right now. I, I will say when he loses his powers and they're in the, they're in the, the police, the police station, and he starts to try to run. And he's just running, like, like stupidly. Stupidly. Well, because they made fun of how he, lo- how he ran in, in Justice League. Yeah. But. Uh, I still don't like the way he runs. No, nah, I, I get it. But uh, it was better in this movie. But it's still weird. It's, it's like still, his hand motions are it's, like it's like he's ice skating. Yeah, it's like I don't it's know. like he's using the speed force to throw himself more. Yeah. But uh, and then when he tries to face to the wall, and he just doing doing wall things like that, where like a character runs into something solid. Usually it looks really fake, like the wall will wobble just like slightly. It did not look no. fake, and it looks painful as hell. But hey, you lost a tooth. No, I think it's yours. Yeah. But it was also a testament to Barry that even though he lost his powers, even though all these things happened, he still was like, no, we have to, we can't let, this is also the day that Zod, you know, invaded Earth. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was. I really liked the shot of the scene of him. Like, I was there. Mm-hmm. I, like, oh, I tr- that I, was, that was good. I tried to help, but that I, was I couldn't. That was good. No, like, I will admit that was that's up there with the you know the Ben Affleck running into the the dust cloud in Batman. That's still one of the best superhero um, scenes. The no, I will admit that was a great scene and him describing it and then you see it when of course he's in the air with the kid and he's using his speed force to obviously prevent the slam to the ground. 
but he knows what's going to happen to the father, and he literally, you know, he's like... He has to decide to make that choice. He makes well, that he, choice. He knows what's going to happen, so he covers the kid's face. He's like, I do not oh, want you to see that. God, it, it's a great it's, scene. And you see the kids later on, the, 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 the father and the son later on yeah. in the movie. You don't obviously know what happens, but, you know, yeah. it's... That was that was good harking that because we've never had him tied into the events of of Man of Steel before. So that was cool. I liked that. They do a really good job that 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 event in the Snyder universe because mm-hmm. th- this is a sequel to the Snyder cut. I'll, I'll say it. It is. I'm not denying they, that. They mention the scene with him and Iris, and also when he's going back in time and you see Henry Cavill, you then see Jason Momoa's Aquaman pointing at him, which is when he ran into him and in, went fighting Superman in the yeah. Snyder cut. But they, they use that scene. The scene of Zod's invasion is the catalyst for the entire DC universe mm-hmm. or the DCEU. And every movie since then has been tied into it. I think that's a good idea. It's a good idea. And they've always done it really well, both in the original movie. Mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman and now this. Yeah. And then obviously like Suicide Squad was a direct result of Superman. And like mm-hmm. so I think that kind of continuity was actually really good. And it's something that Marvel was lacking for a long time until Civil War, where they're like, hey, look at all these things that you guys did. But anyway, so let's talk about let's talk about Michael Keaton. Mm, yes. What did you think of did they do him justice? They did him justice. I will agree I will say they did him justice. Were there still were there weird things about his portrayal? Yeah, he he was playing it. He was playing it. So basically, in this story, we find out that He's Gotham retired. Gotham is now the safest like city in the world, and he there are no metahumans in this universe. No, so oh, like, the best was calling Tamara Morrison. That was really funny. Yeah, but, but no metahumans, no superpowers in this world, with the exception of now Barry. Yeah, so it's Batman has been gone since the nineties mm-hmm. at least, and. You know, again, as we said earlier, you know, you meet him and he's like this old hippie looking, you know, curmudgeon, you know, guy who could still fight because puts on that nice little show with his flip flops, which is great. You know, the, the mansion's a mess. It's all like, you know, dust, cobwebs everywhere. Him and Barry have some of the best scenes. He, he, him and Ezra Miller worked well together. I was kind of, I was kind of surprised. There were two scenes in particular. One when Barry's on the computer and, and he's, he's like, talking to him. He's like, I know you're watching, and like they have, he talks to him. He's because he even says he's like, in my world, Bruce Wayne is the closest thing to a best friend I have, yeah. and I, I like that because in the comics, Bruce Wayne has immense respect for Barry Allen, mm-hmm. like a lot of respect, and he, I think he even said at one point he's like, had my parents not been murdered, Barry Allen's the kind of person I would have loved to be, like mm-hmm. grow up to be, or something along those lines. I might be paraphrasing, but. Right. And then the second is when they're sitting down and he's like, you can go to any world you, you want. Why would you go here? Or why would you stay here? He's like, because this is the world that my parents are still, like, my mom's still alive. And it's, it's, they, they have some really good chemistry, more than he and Iris have. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, um, Michael Keaton, though, you, you get his motivations. You get why he, fu- he decides, hey, I need to get into this fight. So now was this... I don't know if you know this, but is this version of Batman the Batman that was supposed to be in Batgirl? Or yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that at the when we talk about the alternate endings. Okay. Because yes, the answer right. is yes. Okay. So I, I mean, the, the the music was great. Him in the suit was great. I loved when they're flying and he you know drops and he's flying with his cape. I mean, there were things you saw him do as Batman that obviously you never could see him do in the first two movies because they're over thirty years old. Or even better, there are things that he did in those movies that they just. They added better, like when you know, because he he did the glider cape in the first yeah, couple but of just, movies, but this was so oh much my better. god, it looks great. Um, and then when he drops in and he's just whipping batter, like his because he doesn't necessarily fight fight everyone, but he's you know he's whipping his batarangs. Mm-hmm. He does the one where it like bounces off and hits somebody, so good. And then when he actually fights the giant Kryptonian, I forget his name. He actually, he actually has a name, but he wins. Yeah. I really wish that they had mentioned at some point, like, these Kryptonians aren't as strong because they haven't been on Earth as long as Superman has. Mm-hmm. A line like, a, a simple expositional line would have would have gone a long way in that regards. But other than that, I, I he, he did well. I mean, the only, the only line I thought was a little forced was the, let's get nuts. Apparently, Keaton improvised that line and really? then fought to have it in there. Okay. So... 
Yeah, because I love that line from the original movie because it's so not Bruce Wayne. That whole scene is not Bruce Wayne. It's I, Michael yeah. Keaton. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's like Beetlejuice coming out of him. I mean, that's what <laughs> it sounded like when I always loved that. So the fact that he brought that line back into this movie, it just seemed like the wrong moment. It was just like there was a better. They would feel like they would could have found a better moment for that line. Yeah, but if he ad libbed it, okay. Mm. But I still thought it was a little little forced. Yeah. Uh, but everything else about him. I thought was great, and and I knew he was gonna die. So it happens, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah. But then, but then they, then Sasha, then Supergirl dies. I was like, oh wow, a little graphically too, yeah. both times. Like they drain her because mm-hmm. in this world she has the codex, mm-hmm. and so they die. And I'm like, oh man, because. That action set piece was really good. Like seeing the Flash do some of his other abilities and being able to fight Kryptonians was really cool. Yeah. And seeing the other Barrys kind of stumbling to do it was even was cool too. But I mean, they they immediately were like, "Oh, we can go back in time. We could save them." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, so they're gonna be fine." And then of course, they prevent the first way Batman dies. But then it happens again. But he dies a different way now. Yeah. Doesn't prevent the way Supergirl dies. She she still gets actually. Killed. Before we jump into that part, one of my favorite things is when Ezra Miller tries to turn his head. In his makeshift flash suit, and the, the mask stays the mask there. Is just there. And you actually see him; he rips off part of the cowl, yeah. so he can turn his head. I was like, that was, "That's actually that was, really funny." I thought he was going to go full yellow for that costume at first. I was like, I "That was again?" I was hoping. I thought that when at first there was a big fan theory that 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 Barry was actually Eobar Thawne the whole time. Huh? In the comics, Eobar Thawne actually changed his face to look like Barry Allen because yeah. he was so obsessed with him. But let's talk about the Dark Flash. What were your thoughts on the Dark Flash? Was that actually Ezra Miller? Because it didn't look anything like him. It didn't look anything like him. I don't know. Probably. But, yeah. I, I kind of saw it coming. He, um, yeah. It was, eh. It was all right. Again. The effects just didn't look didn't look all that well. Just It was all right. And the plot line was just kind of like. It made sense for the plot. Yeah. like, And it, it was the catalyst that stopped Barry from like, I can't. I need to fix things, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't a hundred percent fix things. Well, you, I think a big factor in the other Barry's, you know, just he just relentless in wanting to go back in time and fix this. I think he obviously had a little crush on Kara because he just was. You saw our that chil- our children are going to want to see this. Your yeah. children see when I, when he when that line was in the trailer. I thought he was just talking about him and his future self's kids. Yeah. But yeah, I think he definitely had a thing for Supergirl. I think he definitely had a thing for Supergirl. So Just like I, how Barry had a thing for Wonder Woman. Yeah. Hi, Barry. I'm Diana. That's not right. But all right, let's talk about the ending. So there are... Can we talk more about Zod, though? Yes. Just I know again, that, that upset how you. just useless. Mm-hmm. Just, again, it just... It could have been any villain. It could have been any villain, but if you weren't going to give him much to do, why was he in the movie? Yeah. All... Like, literally, he doesn't take his helmet off. It looks like it's CGI face on his body. I guarantee he probably wasn't there for most of the filming, which <sighs> is a shame. bothered me. I know, but which is a shame because, like, he was he was so good in Man of Steel. He was a great villain, but and I like Michael Shannon. I really do. All right, let's talk about the three versions of the ending that they had. Are, mm-hmm. you, are you ready? Yeah, we'll do the two that didn't show up, and then we'll do the one that actually shows up Correct. last. So, originally... The movie was supposed to end with Supergirl and Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton's Batman, in the main continuity. Okay. That's why Michael Keaton was going to be in the Batgirl film, Mm -hmm. because he was going to take over the role of Batman in in the main universe, and Supergirl was going to take over the role of Superman in the main universe. So the court scene was supposed to have the two of them there supporting Barry. So was Supergirl going to be in Batgirl? No, but they no. were they were gonna do some spinoff movies with her. Okay. Apparently DC apparently DC has been in talks with her to do to reprise the role. I'll be okay if they want to use her for the Supergirl role. They just have to explain it the right way. Because I want I want I do want to see more of her. I really do. And I she would was like to see she was again. so different than I, as much as I loved Melissa Bonoist as mm-hmm. Supergirl. And that's another shame that they didn't get Melissa Bonoist and Tyler Hecklin to play. Their, their respective roles. I feel like they don't have respect for the TV. Of- it's weird. Even though they save Superman and Lois. Yeah. But that's, again, I don't know if that's... I don't, I, I don't know who made the decisions on CW this movie. CW did on that one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, who knows. But so, that was the original ending. Mm-hmm. That got leaked, too. I knew about that well beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it was a shame. Because I was like, that's stupid. My, as much as I love Michael Keaton, I love Michael Keaton's Batman. 
he can't carry a franchise anymore. Like, I, I hate to say it, Michael Keaton's old. Yeah, he's over 70. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to I but, totally agree with you. I mean, I would love to yeah. have seen him more in more films, but... He was supposed to be in this new Batgirl film. and he, he he no sense. He filmed things like that. Like, the whole movie was done. J.K. Yeah. Simmons, though, was Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. No, no. I'd like to see those two together, though. That, that would be interesting. But, uh, so then the second ending, they had Affleck... Oh, no, excuse me. They had Henry Cavill, who filmed... Same time he was filming for Black Adam, he filmed the cameos for this, and Wonder Woman in this in the courtroom with... Supergirl, and I want to say Aquaman. No, stop. I stand by. Hold on, hold on. Because there's actually <laughs> a section on it. It's it's interesting how again they just can't seem to get anything going like correctly here. It just seems like they're always second guessing themselves or making the wrong decisions about what they want to do. They can't just let the directors make the movies they want to make. Yeah, it was Gal Cavill, Godot. Supergirl and doesn't say who the Batman is. Whatever. And then finally they made it to what we got. What we got. You had a problem with that? Uh see, I thought that was I thought that was great. I didn't expect it in that context though. Right. I mixed emotions, right? We're at this point where Nostalgia. Nostalgia and legacy characters and all these things. And it was it was a funny scene. And funny. George Clooney, George Clooney. Spoiler. We're in the spoiler I section. Know what you're saying, Dick, that was so loud. But George Clooney replies as his role as Bruce Wayne, and you hear him on the phone. You're like, no. And then he walks out, and you're like, oh my god. And it's funny, and it's you know. Who the f is this guy? Does he does he drop the? No, he, he does. That's right. That's right. He dro- he does drop the f bomb. Say which will like Marvel waited f- like twelve years and thirty movies to tr- finally drop an actual f bomb. Yeah. Even though Groot said one first. That's true. But I I, I have no problem with, with some of these characters. It made sense too. It does. <laughs> I think this. I think this put a, puts a hole in the Snyderverse. Like this just. Ended it's done. It. The Snyderverse. Well, for the most part, you still have Aquaman coming out because he does cameo at the end, and people are speculating that he seems a little different. Than he did at the end of the, because he's like that drunk, mm-hmm. and he's like, take this, use this to barter. This is Atlantean treasure. I still think it fits in the vein of of Arthur Curry. I had no problem with it, but it was it was a funny scene. Like him trying to scene, but it meant, it, it, meant it, nothing. It, it had nothing to the. Point. I have no problem though with with end credit scenes that are just more. No, we've established that with 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 Marvel. Yeah, like they went. They don't always need to be a hundred percent. Here's the next part of no, the story. We, that started with Avengers with the shawarma scene. Yeah, I mean it was just like, and then you got Howard the Duck, all that. The mid credit scene was usually the scene that would propel the storyline mm-hmm. and show you what's coming next, and then the end credit scene would be, you know, something silly, something funny that you know would yeah. just make you laugh. That's why when I texted you, I was like, "Is there an end credit scene?" And you were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Okay, let me wait." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, okay." It was it was fine. Yeah, it's a fine end credit scene. There Bye. there have been way worse. That's true. All right. I I I was spoiled the George Clooney. I was too. Thanks. I just didn't know where it was going to happen. So I was like, are we going to see like a bunch of guys so even, dressed as Batman? So even worse, I had I was scrolling Facebook and normally on the Thursday you're safe, mm-hmm. but I guess this movie premiered in other countries and a suggested for you popped up and it was it was literally the photos of that scene. I was like, what the so it does no context, no nothing. Nah. But like people were pissed. Like I was reading through the comments. They're like, "Why would you post this? Like this movie hasn't even come out yet." Yeah. Like, so yeah, people were pissed. But, but I, I was generally happy by it because I, you know what? I know you have a lot of love for Batman and Robin. It's not a lot of love. It's just more. It's just funny. It's funny it, because that was how a cameo should be. Sometimes it's also because George Clooney has become such a powerhouse of an actor since that movie, and he's still. It's funny, like and he people, still apologizes for it. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't act as if he's above it. He legitimately is like, I destroyed that franchise, and I'm like, George, you didn't destroy the franchise. The studio destroyed the franchise. You just weren't the right choice for the character. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So that's where I find, and the fact that he did it is great. The fact that they thought about it was great. I was like, okay, I give respect that they wanted to go there. But by using that ending, I was like, okay, the Schneiderverse is done. Now you said Aquaman obviously is still coming out. 
I can't imagine that's going to add anything to the Schneiderverse that no. is going to you know continue this. It, it's got to be done. It's done. That that's it. Yeah. Hate to say it. Loved it. But they might still take things into this new universe. Maybe. I mean, is Ezra Miller going to continue on as the Flash? Supposedly. I don't. I mean, he's got the he's got the the backing of the director. He's got the backing of actors. And he's also, got, seems like the studio's behind him. Also, Andy Machine. Well, they put a lot of money and a lot of resources into Ezra Miller, unfortunately. Yeah. And it already failed once with uh, what's it called, the Fantastic Beast franchise. I don't even. I don't even. Yeah, but anyway. So, who is he in Fantastic Beast? He played like. Did you see the first one? I'm not seen any of them. So he plays like a character that you find out is actually related to the Dumbledores, and like uh, it, it's stupid. But I only saw the first one. But anyway, what was I going to say? So, moving forward, we have Aquaman coming out. That Joss Whedon has established that Blue Beetle will be the first DCU so character. That looks stupid. How dare you? Yeah. I think it looks fantastic. Really? The, that is a comic book costume come to life. He that suit is amazing. I will say George Lopez think Batman's a fascist was funny. Oh my god. Well they did that in Peacemaker too. I'll show you the scene. But uh, you have I saw the so Blue Beetle's coming out and it is the first character of the DCU, mm-hmm. but Superman Legacy is the first DCU movie. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But you have Aquaman coming out and I have a feeling they're going to keep certain aspects of this because Andy Muschietti's going to do Batman: Brave and the Bold. Oh, really? He got tapped to direct it. Oh, really? There's a big push for our boy Jensen Ackles to get the role of Batman. I'd be okay with it. That'd be interesting. I'd be okay. He did a voice acting for it, and he was pretty good. What? So it depends on where Batman is in his life. I mean, how old is Jensen Ackles? He's got to be 40, 40. 45. 45. Yeah, right. but there's well, this is a Batman that has that there's. Nightwing's established, and they're doing Damian Wayne, his kid. So he's got a. I don't have a problem with a Batman that's been around for a while. Like we've seen different levels of that kind of Batman, mm-hmm. and also Batman's a lot like Spider-Man. We don't need to see his story. No, I again. agree with. I'm not. That's fine. I'm just more curious where in his, you know, status of of you know timeline where you're going to pick up because mm-hmm. I mean you know Jensen Ackles is not 25. He's 45. So. You know, it's definitely going to be a middle-aged Batman. Which I'm fine with. That's fine. We got that with Affleck. We got that with, you know, all the Batmans, honestly. You know, they're all, yeah. they were all in it their was 40s, basically, pretty you know, much, when they yeah. did the movies. Except for Clooney. I think Clooney was still in his 30s. Really? I, I would guess. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot in the air. But let's do Star City ratings for The Flash. You go first. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Okay. I really, I enjoyed it way more than I thought I was going to. It was a good time. Etc. Like I mentioned, my qualms, especially the CGI, but like only half the CGI, if that makes sense. Other things I really enjoyed. The dynamic between the two berries was a lot of fun. But I'm gonna give it a three and a half. It, it was well above average for me, mm-hmm. but it was not. It didn't blow my socks off. I'm gonna go two and a half. Completely average. Average movie. I I'll be honest. I don't know if I'm gonna rewatch. I don't rewatchability. Maybe once. You know, just for the sake of seeing it again. There were some good parts to it. Like I said, Michael Keaton was a blast to watch on the oh screen in the that music, bat suit, The music, the music alone. alone. There was a lot of missed opportunities with this movie. I felt they could have done so much more Yeah, if you really wanted to. It makes, still makes no sense why Henry Cavill was not in this movie. Oh, uh, that's that's jo- that's James Gunn. I know. I which hate I, to say it. I don't get. I just don't get it. Like, if you have Gal Gadot in the movie, you have Ben Affleck in the movie, you have Jason Momoa in the movie, you have Ezra Miller in the movie. But It, makes it no almost sense feels like he has like... A real hatred against Henry Cavill. I don't know, but is, is he like gearing up for his Superman? He doesn't want, which I can see, but but like... that makes no sense. Okay, I'm just saying it makes no sense. And I like James Gunn. I hope he does well. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, are you doing this just because you're like, oh, we got a new Superman coming out? We don't want to confuse the audience. I'm like, the audience is already freaking confused with this universe. So confused. Like, come on. I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> I don't know really what's going pathetic. on. Pathetic. I don't know where I am. I, I, you know, I just, I furthermore just believe that just DC movies, until I'm proven otherwise, I just don't believe they're going to be any good. But we'll see. Maybe I'll be proven wrong with, with Blue Beetle or with Aquaman or whatever. But I just, there's always something about these movies that just don't add up, mm. just don't hit the nail, nail in the head, just don't do it all. And I'm just, it's a shame. All right. So, we have our Fan Feedback Friday, and it was... We only got one response, unfortunately, but it was our friend Alex, who we love, and he gave this movie a three and a half 
out of five, and it should have came out way sooner. Mm. So our good I mean, friend. When, when was this movie originally supposed to come out? Like originally, like, like 2019, I think. Really? Maybe 2020, like something wild like that. Yeah. yeah it's 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 a, it's a shame. It, it is a shame. Because I mean, if this movie had come out at the height of the DCU, I think it would have been a totally different reaction. Oh my god, yeah. But I just think now because everybody's just so fed up with everything about going what's going on with DC, it's just like now it's just a punching bag for, you know, jokes and yeah. it's like all that stuff. It's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. I mean, listen, I never had any ill will towards the DC universe. It's just I just didn't find their movies all that great. That so was my, so that was speaking my... of which, did you lose your mind at the Eric Stoltz thing? That was interesting. I was I was it was funny that they did that. I, I thought of you as soon as... Because I, I had to explain it to Melanie. Yeah. Because that, that... For those of you guys who don't know, Eric Stoltz was the original Marty McFly. He was the McFly film for two weeks. There is actual footage of him on the DVDs, if anyone has the, the special edition DVDs. And uh, yeah, and he was let go because Michael J. Fox became available. And uh, yeah, Wild. That, that was actually... But again, so it just... I was like... I understand the movies are about time travel, but it was like... Endgame already did a Back to the Future reference. Why are we doing another Back to the Future? Because Back to the Future is the definitive time travel. I get it. I get it. But you could have done any movie. It didn't have to be be a time travel. I thought they did a better job doing the Eric Stoltz thing. That was it was funny. Don't get me wrong. It was funny, but it just felt like I've heard this joke before Uh, somehow. Your joke. I know, but it's like you could come up with something else. That's fair. But I I I I agree. It was. I was like, oh, okay. And the guy had a tattoo. Yeah, that was a little... <laughs> freaking stretches his leg out to make it look... He was upside down. I was like, well, not anymore. Not if I do this. <laughs> so weird. But that's going to wrap us up for today. If you guys want to participate in Fan Feedback Friday, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, every Friday between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. We always post a Fan Feedback Friday. You can also find us on all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all those things. Just make sure you type in the Multiverse Fancast or the Misfit Faction, and odds are you'll find some of our stuff. But that is going to wrap us up for tonight. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Sean. And we'll be back in a flash. Hopefully better.